0: Soon, when we don't have COVID, we'll pass uh, baskets where you can place your offering and put the welcome card and all that. uh, So in the next few months. But otherwise, to my left, to your right, that's where our tithes and offerings box is. You can also put your welcome card in there, or you can leave your welcome card under your chair, and I will grab that. We will grab that after church. All right. If you'll turn to Matthew chapter 8, Matthew chapter 8, I want to talk today about loving fearlessly. This is, again, like I said, a series. But I want to talk today uh, about something that, and, and I'll make it plain of why we're even talking about this, but if you had a title for today's message, I would just put cleanse the leper. Cleanse the leper. Cleanse the leper. And you say, well, I, I don't know anybody with leprosy, and surely I don't want leprosy. Well, we're going to just walk this through today because this is actually a hallmark of Jesus's ministry. In Matthew chapter 8, verse 1, I'm going to go through verse 3. If you don't have your uh, Bible, that's all right. You can just listen and follow along with us. It should be up on the screen as well. Matthew chapter 8, verse 1. When he had come down from the mountain, that's Jesus, great multitudes followed him. And behold, a leper came and worshiped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing be cleansed. Immediately, his leprosy was cleansed. Now, there's so many directions that we could even go with this particular verse, but I want to just, I just want to focus on this one point that Jesus put out his hand and touched him. Jesus put out his hand and touched him. Now, In order to understand, well, why does that really matter? Why does that matter to you and me? And what's the challenge of this for you and I? You have to understand leprosy. So leprosy is a skin condition that varies in degrees. And even the leprosy that was in this time, sometimes it's hard to understand, well, exactly to what degree was the leprosy. Because in the Old Testament, they fairly specifically defined what they they saw as leprosy. Um, But this person had it to a place where they were considered unclean. So you're not just talking about a physical condition. You're actually talking about a spiritual condition. They were considered unclean. So when they would go through the streets and they would walk, they would literally have to walk far from other people. Sounds a little bit like social distancing before there was social distancing. So they would have to walk far away from other people and they would have to yell out something along the lines of unclean, unclean. So they would have to self-identify themselves as I am unclean, that's who I am, that's my identity. So these people would walk around and they would keep their distance from other people, but they would yell unclean so other people knew, don't come near me. This sounds freakily uh, familiar nowadays. (laughs) But they would have to yell unclean, unclean. And then they were so um, ostracized, they made their own colonies of people. So they would live in their own communities together. Why? Because they weren't allowed to be around clean people. So they were put into groups, into segments, and they would live together apart from other people. And so they were by themselves often. Not only did they have to live with other people who had the same disease as them, of course, of varying degrees, they couldn't work really. What were you going to do if you can't be around clean people? What would you sell? What kind of services would you provide? Because everything they touched became unclean. So when we read this scripture, this person is coming and they see Jesus following along with the multitudes and must have been from a distance and came and worshiped Jesus. But Jesus didn't just say, uh, uh, stand over there, keep your distance, six feet apart. <laughs> no, 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 he put out his hand and touched him, put out his hand and touched him. And immediately after he said, be cleansed, I'm willing, be cleansed. Immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Now to me, when I'm talking about fearless love, I don't know of a greater picture because Jesus, when, and it's very easy to Deified Jesus so much to the point that we think, "Oh, he could have never gotten leprosy." No, no, he was fully man. He was as subject to getting leprosy as you and I are to getting COVID. Come on, let's make it plain. the Bible's not just an ancient book that we just read about, but we don't make it relevant to our life today. No, no, this is real. This is relevant. And so Jesus had just as much chance as getting leprosy as you and I have had of getting COVID. So he reaches out, crosses all those social barriers, all the spiritual barriers, all the, the, the norms of what was allowed for those with leprosy. And Jesus reaches out. It touches this man. Now, one of the reasons why I just love Jesus, besides the fact that he saved my soul, is he broke a lot of rules. And I kind of like that. Anybody else besides me like to break rules? Just out yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Any rule keepers? It's okay to be a rule keeper. You're like, I like rules. Okay. So we all balance each other out, right? If it was all rule breakers, there'd be chaos. If there was all rule keepers, there'd be no fun. So you have to like mix together and make it fun with one another. So Jesus came and he broke barriers. He really did. He broke barriers. And we see that model time after time after time where even i remember when he met the woman at the well first of all the woman that he met had some stories going on she had some history she knew some men quite well multitudes of them she knew some men pretty well and jesus talks to this woman who by the way was a samaritan which jews were not supposed to even commune or talk or be in proximity to samaritans and yet they were, here he was, he was talking to this woman by himself, his disciples had walked away, and here he is talking to this woman he wasn't supposed to, he broke down barriers. And see, if we are not careful, we'll just kind of glance over those, those nuances of Jesus' ministry, and we won't realize that Jesus imparted that same ministry to you and me. That he imparted that same, and what I mean imparted, in other words, he handed like a baton to you and me the challenge to don't allow religious rules, social norms, economic norms to, to keep us from ministering to people who need ministry. So here's this leper, and he's calling out to Jesus, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. And I just love these three Words of Jesus, I am willing. One of the greatest questions I think that people have when they're th- talking about healing is, well, I know the Lord can, but I don't know if he will. I know he's powerful, but I'm not sure if he's willing. And we see this direct question asked of Jesus in the moment. says, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. And he says, I am willing. I am willing. He doesn't say, well, let me think about it. Let me go process through what the situation is going to look like. No, no, no. He says, I'm willing, be cleansed. And immediately this man's leprosy was cleansed. So I want to read out of Leviticus chapter 4. Now, none of you thought you were going to come to church today in here out of Leviticus. But we're going to go to Leviticus, okay? Because I feel like for us to understand really what the setup was for leprosy, and the model that Jesus was still living under this law, we have to read Leviticus chapter 14. And I'm going to just read several verses. So don't let your eyes glaze over because I want you to catch something about what Jesus broke through in this moment. Because if you don't realize that what he was breaking through, you just think, oh, well, this was just because he's the son of God and it's Jesus. And we just we simplify it way too much. But I want you to read with me Leviticus chapter 14. I'm going to start at verse 1. Then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, This shall be the law of the leper for the day of his cleansing. He shall be brought to the priest, and the priest shall go out of the camp, and the priest shall examine him. And indeed, if the leprosy is healed in the leper, then the priest shall command to take for him who is to be cleansed two living and clean birds, cedar, wood, scarlet, and and hyssop. And the priest shall command that one of the birds be killed in an earthen vessel, Over running water. As for the living bird, he shall take it, the cedar wood, and the scarlet, and the hyssop, and dip them in the living bird in the blood of the bird that was killed over the running water. This is a lot. (laughs) And he shall sprinkle it seven times on him who is to be cleansed from the leprosy, and shall pronounce him clean, and shall let the living bird loose in the open field. He who is to be cleansed shall wash his clothes, shave off all his hair, and wash himself in the water, that he may be clean. Now, I want you to notice all the things that this is saying you have to do before you're clean. Okay, you got to kill these birds. I mean, this is a lot. Could you imagine if I said, hey, guys, uh, I feel like we're supposed to be all cleansed today. Uh, Let me go get some birds. And I literally, (laughs) that would be a bizarre church service. Most of you would not come back next Sunday. (laughs) Right? But this was the law at the time, and this was God's law. They didn't make this stuff up. God said, if you want to be cleansed from leprosy, this was the way you're going to do it. This is the way you're going to be clean. So he shave off all his head, wash him in the water that he may be clean. After that, he shall come into the camp and shall stay outside his tent seven days. But on the seventh day, he shall shave off all the hair on, of his head and his beard and his eyebrows. Hello, his eyebrows. All his hair he shall shave off. He shall wash his clothes and wash his body in water, and he shall be clean. And on the eighth day, he shall take two male lambs without blemish, one ewe lamb of the first year without blemish, three tenths of epho flour, fine flour mixed with oil as a grain offering and one log of oil. Then the priest who makes him clean shall present the man who is to be made clean and those things before the Lord at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. And the priest shall take one male lamb and offer it as a trespass offering and the log oil. And wave them as a wave offering before the Lord, then he shall kill the lamb in the place where he kills the sin offering and the burnt offering in a holy place, for as the sin offering is the priest, so is the trespass offering, it is the most holy. Now I'm only about halfway through. So these are the things where he's saying, No, no, you, you can't just be cleansed. You have to go through this whole process. You have to go kill this bird, and you have to get this oil, and you got to hit this up in this scarlet. Oh, and then when you do that, then you've got to wait outside of the camp for seven days, and then you've got to come, and you've got to bring a lamb, and blah, blah, blah. I mean, this is expensive. Can you imagine? I mean, this, is, this stuff doesn't just – they don't just get this stuff. They have to go purchase it and buy it, or they have to have it as part of their livestock, which by the way, they're a leper, so they don't really have much. So verse 14, then the priest shall take some of the blood of the trespass offering, and the priest shall put it on the tip of the right ear of him who is to be cleansed, on the thumb of his right hand, and on the big toe of his right foot. And the priest shall take some of the log of oil and pour it into the palm of his own left hand. Then the priest shall dip his right finger in the oil that is in his left hand, and shall sprinkle some of it on the oil with his finger seven times before the Lord. And of the rest of the oil in his hand, the priest shall put some of it on the tip of the right ear of him who is to be cleansed, and on the thumb of his right hand, and on the big toe of his right foot, on the blood of the trespass offering. Then the rest of the oil that is in the priest's hand hand he shall put on the head of him who is to be cleansed. So the priest shall make atonement for him before the Lord. Then the priest shall offer the sin offering, and make atonement for him who is to be cleansed from his uncleanness. Afterward he shall kill the burnt offering, and the priest shall offer the burnt offering and the grain offering on the altar, so the priest shall make atonement for him, and he shall be clean. That is a mouthful. That's 20 verses, and that's a, I should have added it up. That's a lot of animals, that's a lot of oil, that's a lot of blood, and that's a lot of work. And all of that was for one leper to be clean. And here we find Jesus with three words. I am willing, and then two more words, be cleansed. That is the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. In religion, and again, this is God's rules, but he fully, when he set these rules up, he knew that one day Jesus would come and break the rules. So God said, no, 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 see, this is the miracle of Jesus Christ, that when he comes, when he speaks, be cleansed, you're cleansed. See, you and I, we're not a whole lot unlike the leper. Because at one point we have sin that gets us in the muck of life. And maybe y'all are all just like holy, I mean just amazing, you never sinned before. But I know myself, if it weren't for the blood of Jesus Christ, that's why the Bible describes him as the Lamb of God. Because it describes him as he was the sacrifice. All these things that you just had to kill, all the blood that you had to get from all these animals. Jesus said, no, 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 I'm going to cleanse you with my own blood. So that's why Jesus, when he said, be cleansed, he was saying, no, 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 I can, because it's going to be my blood that cleanses you. I don't need a bird. I don't need another lamb. I don't need something else. I don't need other oil. I have the oil of the anointing of the Holy Spirit that will cleanse you. See, what you and I have received is so powerful that it cuts through this whole law that was written that you and I could have never fulfilled. We could have never fulfilled it. In fact, this was ex- so expensive that if you just go to the next few verses after this, it gives a different way for people who are poor. I mean, just the the, the, the amount of details that had to go on just to be cleansed from a, from a disease. And Jesus comes on the scene and says, no, 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 be cleansed. Be cleansed. Be cleansed. And just the fact that Jesus knew in himself so much that he wouldn't be made clean reached out his hand and touched him he wasn't concerned about oh what if I'm unclean now I'm going to have to go sit outside the camp or sit outside the city for eight days and I'm going to have to stay in my house no 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 be cleansed see I feel like the Lord's bringing you and I back to loving people fearlessly and knowing who we are in Jesus Christ what we've received in Jesus Christ to where we're no longer put off into the, the rules of society. Now, I, I'm not directly correlating all this to COVID and all this. In, in fact, I'd be teaching this anyways, because this is just in the Bible. But I'm just saying, you and I live around, uh, uh, around a lot of people who feel like they're lepers. We really do. And they may not go around calling out unclean, 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 but they live... In sections of society, they live in and almost group together. And, you know, it's not in the Bible, but there's a saying that says misery loves company. You ever heard that before? And why? Because they just, they kind of they get together. And I just love the Lord Jesus where he comes and he just reaches out his hand and he just touches them. Be cleansed. It's not a lot of hoopla. It's not a lot of fanfare. It's not the spectacular fireworks where everybody would have seen it except for that one man who needed to be cleansed. I am willing, be cleansed. I am willing, be cleansed. You know, I think about just socially. Okay, let me just talk socially for a second. That if you look at different segments of whatever media you may look at, whether you, you listen to just pop culture media or whether you listen to, you know, conservative media or liberal media or whatever, every segment has their the people they consider leprous. <laughs> like, don't get near them. Don't talk to them. Don't associate with them, right? Everybody is sectioning off whole groups of people Say, don't talk to them. Don't minister to them. Don't, you know, don't even... Don't even invite them to your house. And it is getting more and more and more like that. But I want you to know what kingdom of God culture is. It breaks those barriers. It breaks them. It breaks them. It breaks them. Listen to me. It breaks them. It doesn't build them. It doesn't promote them. It doesn't buy into them. It breaks them. It breaks them. And it's not a political statement. It is a love statement. It's a love statement. So there's so many ways that I feel like this applies. And I'm not even going to be that specific. You know why? Because the Lord will apply it to your life. And immediately, I just know, as as soon as I start applying it, somebody's going to be like, he must listen to CNN. Or he must listen to Fox News. Or he must listen, you know, (laughs) whatever. But no, 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 this is just Bible. This is just the Bible. What if God started to call us to reach out to people that was a little risky to us? A little risky. I don't mean risk your your safety and, you know, be wise. But I think sometimes we have masked fear under the name of wisdom, and it's not right. Because the love of God will push you towards people that your flesh says, no, 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 don't talk to them. Oh no no walk on the other side of the street is that person. And we were saying, oh I just want to be wise. No, no, that's fear. And if you love people, you'll reach out. You'll reach out. You reach out. I just know part of the hallmark of our church is we're gonna love fearlessly. And that feels risky. And there's no way around it. There's no, I I wish I could appease that in you. I wish I could say, no, 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 there's no risk. It'll be totally fine. No, 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 there's risk. Jesus gave his life, so there's risk. (laughs) There is risk. But guess what? Love pushes you to do things that you wouldn't do in and of yourself. And when you're full of the Holy Spirit, and I mean full, I don't mean like sprinkled, I mean full. When you're full of the Holy Spirit, That boldness will come over you, and it won't even feel like a risk in the moment sometimes. Sometimes you're so bold, you look back later and think, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I did that. Right? But what's what's happening? God is having his way. Last week we talked about that, right, about that surrender, that garden, that Gethsemane, that place of coming to not my will, but your will be done. In my prayer, (laughs) I don't know if that. I don't think I've said this out loud, but here we go. My prayer for our church is that our will would be broken and that God's will would be done. <laughs> Someone says, oh, no, I don't want that. No, you do want it. Believe me, you want it. Even if it's hard, you want it. You want, my, not my will, Lord, not my will, not my will, not my will. your will be done. Your will be done. Jesus modeled this for us he reached out his hand and touched someone who in the law would make him unclean and potentially give him a debilitating disease. And yet it didn't either because Jesus was operating under that anointing that came from God. I want you to look at Matthew chapter 10. A couple chapters over. Matthew chapter 10, verse seven. As you go, he's talking to disciples that he was sending out. He said, as you go, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Then he says, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. Now, I don't know which one of these things don't apply to today. I think they actually all do, right? He said, when you go preach, so there's a preaching, preach to people, preach, kingdom of heaven is at hand. What he didn't say is go preach, uh, turn or burn. (laughs) Have you ever seen those signs on the street where it's like, you're going to hell? (laughs) Like he doesn't say preach that. He says, preach the kingdom of heaven, heaven. He doesn't say preach the kingdom of hell. He says, preach the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Here's the kingdom. And then he says, show them what that looks like. Heal the sick. Cleanse the leper. Raise the dead. Cast out demons. This is Jesus' command. So you and I, I'm just going to tell you right now, this is God's call in your life. You say, no, no, I'm not a pastor. I didn't say here, uh, if you're a pastor, then go heal the sick. Cleanse the leper. Raise that. No, no, no. He says, Go. Preach the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Preach, preach, preach the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's not real complicated. It's not real, um, you don't have to be real eloquent to do that. You just say the kingdom of heaven's near you. You know, some, have you ever dr- gone through a drive-thru and the person in the window, just something of the love of God hits you and you're like, oh my gosh, how am I going to tell this person in 30 seconds while they hand me this bag that God loves them? Well, I know how. Preach the kingdom of heaven as a hand. Just tell them God's near you. God's closer than you think. God's closer than you think. You know I think of some of y'all who are in businesses and you have' you're, you're working within a company, and sometimes we, we 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 try to be preachy to people. sometimes it might help just to say, you know what God's closer than you think. God's near you. The kingdom of heaven is near you. And then guess what? We show them. Heal the sick. Cleanse the leper. Cast out demons. (laughs) That's the whole thing right there. Cast out demons. Mm. Freely you have received. Freely give. Each of you, I guess, if not everyone, most of you, have received something in Jesus. Give that. Give it. Give it. I told you all a few weeks ago how we met this gal, um, Indian. I was trying to remember. Uh, she's Indian, and she they own um, uh, subways, four or five subways in the area. Well, as soon as we met her, she had no problem telling us about the subways they own. And she wasn't saying, come try a restaurant. She was just telling us about she and her husband do. They have their franchise and all of these things. And she's just, what does she do? She's freely giving. Why? Because that's what she has. And so guess what we did? And right around in turn, we said, oh, yeah, we passed her church. It's, and, she, and she just, I mean, it was one of the most beautiful days. She says, I just love God people. That's what she said. I love God people. And we're like, we love you too. No doubt she'll be here one day. There's no doubt in my mind she'll be here one day. But what, what was it? it? was so natural. Why? Because that's what we have. I feel like sometimes we, we complicate what we have, and we feel awkward and uneasy, and it's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if they want to hear about God. What, who cares if they want it or not? That's who you are. They'll take it just as much as we took the subway, right? And Matthew, uh, when it says this, when it says, heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, cast out demons. This is just something that so struck me. The gospel is not one of appeasement. Listen, this is so important because I I don't know that we catch this enough. The gospel is not one of just like, oh, I hope you feel better. I hope God emotionally supports you while you are sick and and uneasy and bound with whatever you're bound with and addicted to whatever you're addicted with. It's not one of appeasement. The gospel is one of liberty. Jesus said, I have come to set at liberty those who are captive. The gospel comes to change things. It doesn't come to just make you feel better while you get through it. No, it comes to heal. It comes to cleanse. It comes to cast out demons. It comes to raise the dead. This is the gospel. Come on, somebody say amen to this. Come on, say amen. This is the gospel. This, the, the other things that you may hear, are there, it's not the gospel. This is the gospel. Jesus came that you may have life and have life more abundantly. It is not a religion. It is not a set of rules and regulations. It is something that Jesus said, my word is living and it is powerful. This word is living, it's active, it's, it's at work in our life. It's not meant to just sit, sit on a shelf. It's meant to be at work in your life. You ought to be seeing miracles weekly. Unto daily Like just ponder for a second When was the last time I saw a miracle And if it's been a while Stir it back up and say Lord I'm back in the business of miracles With you And just it's almost Anybody ever driven stick shift before It takes a little getting used to right So you got to get the clutch right And you're like so you know what Push that clutch in and get yourself back in gear Yeah There you go Sam Sam's got it you just push that back into gear and start to see miracles again. And I know that I have to do the same thing. I'm not exempt. There are times where I have to lean into this thing and say, Lord, I want to be about your business. I want to love people to the point that I see miracles regularly. And I don't just mean miracles with people that I know that support it. I mean just wild stuff. Like where you're like, God put you in my path today and now you're on my radar, you know, and now I'm going to, now now, God's going to do something right now Powerful Matthew chapter 11 verse 4 Jesus answered and said to them Go and tell John the things which you see and hear The blind see and the lame walk The lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear The dead are raised up and the poor have the gospel preached to them And blessed is he who is not offended because of me So John and his disciples, basically disciples came and they were questioning Jesus and his disciples. And he tells John, go tell them or go tell John these things. The blind see the lame walk. The lepers are cleansed. This is the hallmarks of that God was moving, that God was with the the Jesus. Because when Jesus came, he didn't have like a sign on his head that was like, I'm the son of God. Believe me. No, the signs and wonders that followed him confirmed that this person is different. This person's not just a person. That's the hallmark of your life. And I'm going to pray that today. I'm going to pray for every person that wants it. I'm going to pray that God stir in you workings of miracles to where people who are leprous, so to speak, in our society, that God would lead you to them, that God would bring them to you, not so that you can have some sort of fanfare like, yay, me, no, for them, they need to be cleansed they need to be healed they need to be set free they need the gospel preached to them are y'all hearing what I'm saying I've, so i it's a challenging word because i feel like if we're not careful we'll just sit and keep hearing and hearing and hearing and not doing and faith without works is dead <laughs> i don't want that <laughs> Faith without works is dead, but you put faith and works together, and it is dynamic. It's dynamic. Verse John, verse 3, or chapter 3, verse 18, my little children, let us not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. So in other words, when we love people, let's not just say, oh, I love you. No, no, let's do it in deed and truth. Let's do it the way Jesus modeled it. So that when people come and they need healing, they need ministry, you're ready on the spot. Can I give you an example? Like when somebody comes and they say, oh, yeah, I haven't been feeling good this week. You know, I I got this going on and that going on. Rather than saying, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll pray for you. And maybe you'll remember later on. Why don't you say, hey, can we grab hands right now and pray? Let me pray for you right now. And then what if God begins to speak through you to that person? I was on the phone yesterday. And something with one of the ministries that I'm involved with. so I was talking to a lady in Brooklyn, right? And she just told me on the phone, I said, hey, is there anything I can pray for you about? She says, oh, I work for a restaurant and I'm under so much stress and so much tension. I even feel it in my stomach. And it's just, and she joked, she said, I guess this is where people get ulcers from. And I was like, oh, no, no, (laughs) don't say that, you know? So I just asked her on the phone, I said, can I pray with you right now? God doesn't want that for you. Let me pray for you. So I prayed for her peace. I prayed for her wisdom that she'd know how to work through the situation with her work. I prayed against any physical ramifications of that stress. But we prayed on the spot. Never met this woman in my life. But we were talking on the phone, and I didn't say, I'll pray for you later. I said, no, let's pray right now. Why? Because she needs to know God's present right now. He's our very present help in time of need. In time of need, not later on when I think about it. So I just challenge you this week. As those opportunities come, dig into it right there. Let me pray for you. Even if it's awkward, even if you feel like, oh, I'm not sure, you know, if I want to or whatever. I just feel like let's press and stretch beyond to allow the Lord to minister through us. Um, One of the things that I want us to watch is just a quick video. It's a five-minute video, and then we're going to be done. It actually goes along with this message, and I didn't plan it. Because last Wednesday in our Bible study, which, by the way, you're all invited to, and our address is on the, um, the card that you have in your seat. Uh, at our Bible study, I just shared about opportunity with a ministry that's in Linefort, Kentucky, and it's called Sunshine Children's Ministries, a beautiful ministry. We're going to watch a video about it. But they had a big floods. when well, we had those big storms that came through here. They had it there a few weeks ago. And it flooded, flooded into their church and just did extreme damage. Well, I just threw it out on Wednesday. I said, hey, let's support them, if anybody. So we had well over $1,000 come in on Wednesday night Bible study with no warning. Nobody had any warning. And us as a church, just from the, the, our general fund, put in more. So we sent with Jim, who went down this weekend, $2,000 from our church to this ministry. And we're, we're going to do more, and you're welcome to do more. But I want you to see this video Because this is exactly what I'm talking about.